0: Hi,
1: Rebecca. Thank you very much for joining us today. Um, I'm going to just share a few words. I met Rebecca Casciano at a Marianne Williamson event almost four months ago. And right when we met, we instantly connected.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps
1: it was that we both really liked Marianne Williamson and her work. Um, we were very moved by the event. And afterwards, we started talking about the things that we care about, and I was just starting to focus my uh, coaching practice around love and relationships. And Rebecca started sharing um, about her own practice in the health and wellness space, but also around sacred beauty. And I got to meet her man as well, Bipu and it was just a very synchronistic meeting. Indeed. <laughs> so I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited to be um, to have Rebecca on the show today, and um, Rebecca, do you want to say a few words about how we met or anything else or your intention for the interview today?
0: Sure, yes, it was definitely uh, very synchron- synchronistic that we met um, at Marion Williamson's talk, and we were just waiting online together, and like you said, it was an instant connection. Which was so great, and you know, not surprising because Marianne Williamson attracts wonderful people. Um, but also, <laughs> it was it was really fun um, getting to know you and talking with you and hearing about your work. And um, you know, I felt really inspired and knew that at some point we would be able to collaborate and do something together. Because I do feel that um, you know, feeling good about yourself and the way you look and the way you feel is a really important part of attracting love in your life. So. I'm here as an open book and to share, you know, any information uh, and inspiration that I can.
1: Awesome. Okay, so let me go ahead and introduce you. So Rebecca Cassiano is on a mission to help women discover the connection between their inner health and outer beauty. She's worked as a makeup artist in the fashion, television, advertising, and bridal industries for over 14 years. Her diverse clientele includes celebrities such as Mary J. Blige, Martha Stewart, in addition to wellness gurus like Gabrielle Bernstein, Nitika Chopra, and Lapin Thomas. Her work has appeared in magazines such as Elle, New York Moves, and Essence, and she's currently the resident makeup artist for Thoughtfully Magazine. Throughout Rebecca's makeup career, she's been on a personal wellness journey that has deeply influenced her definition of beauty. After struggling with cystic acne for several years, she turned to a holistic approach, adopting a plant-based diet and natural healing modalities. This not only helped Rebecca heal her skin, but transformed her entire lifestyle to one that was more conscious and aligned with nature. She learned that true beauty is the result of what we eat, drink, think, and use on our skin. Thank you. <laughs> so Appreciate in that. your own words, what is it that you do in one or two sentences?
0: Um, well, I work a lot with women, obviously, I, as a makeup artist. That is still much of what I do, and I love working with entrepreneurs. I often do photo shoots to help them prepare for um, website and branding and video and all kinds of great stuff. So I feel really fortunate to be able to work with so many really great women who are doing things to change the world. Um, And I love doing one-on-one coaching. I help women learn how to do their own makeup. Um, I offer hands-on workshops, which I'm in the midst of one right now. And so I really love working with women to both help them learn about the benefits of using natural products and natural foods and plant-based foods, you know, um, as a source of beauty and wellness. Awesome. Thank you. And um, what
1: inspired you to get into wellness
0: and beauty? Uh, well, I've kind of been surrounded by the beauty industry since I was young as um my mom taught me how to do my own makeup at a pretty young age. I was, you know, I guess pre-teen age. And I also had uncles that um, were hairstylists and owned hair salons. It was one of my first jobs was as a receptionist in a hair salon. So I, I was kind of instilled with, you know, the belief that when you look good, you feel good. And so that, that always really rang true for me. And I loved exploring um, different hairstyles and fashions and things like that from a um, you know, pretty young age, as soon as I could pick out my own clothes, and um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I always really just had fun with it, and I went to school for art. I love to draw and paint, so I've been doing mm-hmm. that since I was a child. I went to a, a high school where I was able to major in advertising art, and uh, wanted to be a graphic designer or an art director or something of the sort, and um When I moved to New York, I attended FIT, and I studied that as well, and then realized that most of that was done on the computer. (laughs) It was changing over at that time. Mm -hmm. And I felt I really wanted something more hands-on. I wanted to use my hands. I wanted to be able to draw and paint, but I wasn't quite sure what that medium was. And um, so a few years after, a lot of soul-searching, I met a makeup artist, and she shared with me how she got started, and I said, this is it. I love it. Um, So that was my start in makeup, and around the same time, um, coincidentally or not, um, I was also suffering with chronic cystic acne, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, ongoing for several years, and so severe that I would often cry um, when looking in the Mm -hmm. mirror, especially at night, and... So it was really challenging. I tried a lot of different, you know, topical solutions from the dermatologist that kind of just dried the skin out but never really cured the acne. And finally, I was introduced to a holistic approach to healing through my roommates at the time. And I said, why not? Like, I had tried pretty much everything else just short of taking, uh, you know, the prescription drugs for, for acne. And I just started to learn more about how what we eat, and how we live affects us from the inside out. And it really just made so much sense to me. So I started to study it and explore it for myself. I tried different healing modalities like acupuncture and yoga and cleansing and, you know, pretty much all, the, you know, the whole gamut. Um, mm-hmm. And found found many of them to be very helpful. And that was when I changed my diet over and became mostly vegan. Uh, taking out some of the, the foods that can tend to irritate the skin and throw off um, hormonal balance in the body. So that was my introduction to the world of wellness, and it truly transformed my life. Okay. So
1: it sounds like you've kind of been approaching um, your current profession, um, but your whole life has been sort of gearing you towards understanding the art and the science. Behind inner and outer wellness. Yeah,
0: I think so. Very.
1: Yeah, so interesting. I didn't know you were an art major and that you were doing graphic design, and um, you know, and that beauty I yeah. know is, is an art form. Um, so, and then yeah, that's so fascinating that you could merge it, you know, with with your own healing story and learning about how the art of taking care of yourself um, and also. Mm-hmm the art of
0: uh, beauty, you know, inner and yes. outer beauty. Definitely. So I um, learned that how, how deeply connected those two things were at that time. Okay.
1: So um, I remember you telling me a little bit about, you know, the way beauty was passed down in your family um, from generation to generation. And um, I was wondering if you could share a personal story about a turning point for you Um, on how you uh, you know sort of use sacred beauty principles to find yourself or you know or to kind of um, experience
0: a a transformation Sure Um, You know, I as I mentioned my mom really instilled um, the sense of inner and outer beauty in me from a a very young age Uh, so I had that as a background. I feel very fortunate for that because I know a lot of women don't have that experience or perhaps their mothers just weren't as, as active um, in the, the world of beauty or with makeup and, and, and hair and other forms of self-expression. Um, mm. And so my mom just always, I remember her always telling me I was beautiful, which I thought I think is really important. I do think that kids need to hear that. Um, Of course, along with other things like you're smart and you're amazing and, you know, not only that. So there was never a focus only on being physically beautiful but also on intelligence and, you know, warmth and kindness and all those other things. And I remember at one point um, being in, I don't know, maybe like seventh grade or something and my boyfriend at the time breaking up with me. Uh, for whatever reason, and I remember just being really upset and kind of crying, and I don't remember exactly what my mom said that day, but I remember the pep talk that she gave me and how it made me feel um, and how it transformed my feelings of, you know, maybe low self-esteem or not feeling confident in myself. You know, there was always some prettier, cooler, more confident, you know, girl in class, you know, that we are always kind of comparing ourselves to. And I just remember, you know, her just pumping me up with so much love and confidence and telling me that I was beautiful and I was amazing. And, you know, I think this happened in the, I remember this happening in the bathroom, like maybe getting ready for school that day. So there was like, I, I, I remember looking in the mirror as she was telling me this stuff And it's just amazing that that memory just sticks out for me, even though I can't remember all the details of it. I remember how powerful it was and how I went into school that day with a new attitude. (laughs) So I think that mirror work is really powerful, and it's interesting how it's kind of come back around for me in my work because I often have my clients um, say affirmations in the mirror. Um, And I'm Mm -hmm. a huge fan of Louise Hay, who, who is a real advocate for that. And uh, I think it's just such a powerful practice.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, I'm just
1: imagining that moment. How old were you? 11,
0: you said? Uh, probably, yeah. I think I was in about, like, 6th okay. or 7th grade. Okay. And... You know that
1: time <laughs> mm-hmm. and you've
0: just gone through a breakup. And
1: um, I'm, I'm imagining that you were feeling really um, devastated and... Um,
0: Disillusioned, yeah. Maybe? What's
1: mm-hmm. that? Disillusioned, maybe?
0: or um, Yeah, I'm sure. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of things come up, you know, especially when you're not the one that um, breaks things off. Um, mm-hmm. Someone else does, and it being, you know, maybe a surprise or feeling hurt by it. And um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, we all kind of have a tendency to go into a negative space when something like that happens. Um, it can really challenge the way we feel about ourselves. So I think those moments are always really kind of pivotal and uh, right. Kind of transformational.
1: Right. So in that moment when your mom, you know, I guess at that moment you hadn't really, um, your mom hadn't really instilled at that point or you hadn't really fully grasped um, the meaning of beauty at that, before then and before that moment. And at that moment, your mom, Kind of helped you
0: see
1: your beauty. Um, I feel like it just kind of took it to mm-hmm. the next level,
0: you know, because it was think. always there. Like she always mm-hmm. was, you know, you know, putting, helping me be in that space, and really, you know, showering me with compliments and love, and you know, made me feel good about myself. So I did have some level of confidence there. So I don't mm-hmm. want to say that it wasn't there, um, but you know, I think it's always those moments that kind of challenge you to see it. And you know mm-hmm. we even experience those as adults. You know, going through different things with our relationships, it's it's really easy to kind of go the other way and feel badly about yourself, even if you're out there dating and you're not getting the type of um, you know feedback that you want, or you're not meeting the right person, or you know maybe there's some um, feelings that are not returned <laughs> to you as you feel. So there's always kind of those moments, I think, where, you know, you have the opportunity to go a little deeper within yourself and give yourself some more love. And I think that's what happened for me um, at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So tell me a little bit about
1: um, what do you what is sacred beauty to you versus just normal, um, the way we look at beauty today, say, in the fashion
0: industry. Um, or in
1: magazines and things like that.
0: Well, sacred beauty, uh, which is the part of the name of my uh, latest workshop series, it's called Sacred Beauty Salon Series, and mm-hmm. I was inspired by uh, the sacred because I believe that it's it's a connection. The sacred is a connection and representation of the divine that lives in each of us. And to me, sacred beauty is the harmony of our inner and outer selves, as well as being in harmony with the environment. So uh, it really is a space to bring all of that together. I feel that in society they're very separate. Like you can be on a spiritual path and you can also be glamorous and, and look, look good, but typically we don't have the conversation about those two things um, at the same time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I wanted to create a space where, you know, we can – feel good about talking about all of that and how they connect for us and you know i I really do believe that true beauty comes from within um and how we feel about ourselves is a huge part of that so I, i use all of my kind of personal sacred tools to help women discover their beauty and appreciate it on a deeper level um okay yeah, I, I remember,
1: um, so when I first started on my, I have two stories to share related to this. Um, one of them, well, actually three, one of them was that when I was in sixth grade and I used to live in Dallas, Texas, I used to have really low self-esteem, but I wanted to be one of the cool girls. And so mm-hmm. I started shaving my legs at that time and I started doing my hair and, and <laughs> And I even, um, yeah, I, I had fangs, and I spent at least an hour a day on makeup, you know? <laughs> yep, <laughs> and I'm just enough. remembering <laughs> that. <laughs> and um, I don't think I had a very sacred view about it. It was more mm-hmm. about feeling like I could connect with people or feel a, a sense of approval or appreciation. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, and then after that, my family and I, we, I mean, we moved to India to South India, to Chennai. And over there, um, it's no one wears makeup unless it's for ritualistic purposes, you know? Mm-hmm. You have um, a coming-of-age ceremony or maybe if you go to a wedding or you're the bride. So it was a very different, but there are certain rituals that they did use in India or Southern India, like wearing bangles and wearing a bindi you know putting jasmine on the hair and <laughs> i remember yeah. the first time that my mom you know she didn't wear bangles and she never she didn't wear a bindi because she was very americanized and we lived in india and her mom came to visit and she started scolding my mom you know why aren't you wearing your bangles why aren't you wearing your bindi you know like these are yeah. basics for uh, for an indian woman you know and I don't know. I was intrigued by it. I was annoyed because I was like, no, you know, like, we don't need these markers of beauty to be beautiful. But at the same time, I could, you know, in a slight way, just resonate or now I think back to Uh how that these things are what define beauty in India, especially amongst my family which is more traditional, and it's beautiful, you know, all mm. the women in our family have nose rings, and there is a, there is a beauty that's very innate in these.
0: Sure, um, definitely. <laughs>
1: so I wanted to share that. Um, and then Yeah, I- that's
0: so beautiful.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering, um, I remember you talking a little bit about that role of, beauty, divine beauty, you know, goddess connection um, in Mm -hmm. certain cultures. And if you had any thoughts around that and how it gets passed down
0: generationally, and is
1: that something that you've looked into or interested in?
0: Yeah, when I started doing the Sacred Beauty, I started creating the Sacred Beauty Salon series, um, I've always been really intrigued by the idea of the goddess. And mm-hmm. so I began to research this idea in different cultures and, you know, found that the goddess was was actually the representation of the highest form of beauty and intelligence and spiritual connection okay. and all these amazing things that were really revered for, you know, millions of years and until today. Um, the idea of the goddess is very respected in different cultures and communities. And I think that idea has been kind of lost in in our culture here in America, Um, Mm -hmm. even though we are a melting pot of different cultures. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that the idea of the goddess uh, can can live here again um, if we kind of resurrect it because it is a Mm -hmm. beautiful ideal of what it means to be a woman you know Hmm. um, I think that part of what's fun about being a woman is celebrating our feminine energy and part of that is adornment and and being able to do hair and makeup and wear bangles and all this fun stuff that men aren't really can't really do (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so it's really about just like enhancing that and embracing it and I I admire that, um, you know, in other cultures that that, that exists. Like the, in Indian culture, it's very traditional for a woman to wear certain things. And, of course, we should all have the, the opportunity to choose it. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. anything should be mandatory. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's a beautiful thing to see how other cultures express um, femininity and beauty and uh, how we can also use it just as a means of self-expression and creativity and make it something fun instead of making it something that we feel we need to do to fit a certain standard.
1: Mm -hmm. Back
0: to, you know, this notion
1: of um, reconnecting to the divine feminine, or the feminine, and that goddess essence that exists in each of us, Probably inside men as well. It's not that it only sure in women. But what is that suffering that we have related to not being connected to it? I've been trying to understand it myself, you know.
0: You said what is the suffering?
1: Yeah. Like what is that angst that we feel? Do you know what I'm talking about when you're not connected to that essence?
0: Yeah, because I think that it's a natural part of us, but there are, mm-hmm. you know we we are either disconnected from it by, you know, through our culture, through our upbringing, um mm-hmm. through experiences that we have. So I think that there is a sense of angst or, you know, anxiety when we feel disconnected from our feminine nature because it is a part of us as a woman. Um and there are obviously very different ways of expressing it, but I think that there is a real power in being connected to it. So just like mm-hmm. other kind of inner realms within us, um, if there's a, a disconnection, uh, we're definitely going to feel it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've been reading, you know, I've been focusing a lot on relationships, you know, and um, a, a lot of relationship experts say that we're going to a more gender-neutral society, you know, especially when it comes to relationships,
0: um, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, because women have similar empowerment um, opportunities as men, you know, in the the career realm or whatnot, you know. And it was only up to 100 years ago that women uh, were were not given rights to have, you know, after a divorce, having children, you know, taking care of the children, or um, I, I read somewhere that up to 100 years ago, women were considered chattel, you know, in in the, uh, even in, a, in the American legal system. Um, yeah. and, I, and so it's kind of like we're reaching a crossroads where women are uh, really liberated in a way and got it, uh, have access to... God or goddess powers, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm wondering what it's doing to our relationships, and you don't have to answer this, I'm just thinking out loud about why we're not connected to the feminine in a way that was sacred, or um, because we're trying to be as masculine as we can, or we're not, we don't, a lot of women don't realize that we are being masculine, but we are, you know. Sure.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's definitely a a great point. I think Mm -hmm. that's, like, really fascinating, too. And, um, like you mentioned Mm -hmm. the word innate earlier, which I think is really important because there's something about beauty that we're all drawn to, right? Mm -hmm. Like visible, Mm -hmm. like aesthetic beauty, like symmetry. There's something Mm -hmm. very innate, you know, that comes from our history um, that we're just very – attracted to things of beauty. So Mm -hmm. I think that we are still two different sexes, or if if we're dating male, female. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, being able to embody that is important when it comes to dating. Because I think that Mm -hmm. that innate part of us, of a man, will always be drawn to the feminine beauty of a woman. And, of course, mm-hmm. we all have that balance, like you said, and it's, you know, we, we can still be aggressive in certain ways or powerful or, you know, have these kind of male-associated traits but still be mm-hmm. able to tap into that feminine nature. And I think that that does get dulled down over time, and as things change, um, we can tend to forget about that part of ourselves or feel that it's superficial um, mm-hmm. or kind of look at it from a different, Point of view, uh, but there is something about that that we are all drawn to. Um, so I think that's one important thing to tap into, and then just how good it feels to tap into mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you know. And it could be in any way you want. It doesn't have to be wearing lipstick or a dress or you know something like that. But just kind of having an awareness of it and knowing what your connection to it is, I think, really powerful when it comes to relationships. Yeah. I
1: I was just commenting to my husband that I get different levels of service depending on what I'm wearing when I go to my morning diner. Oh <laughs> uh-huh, wow! And the days that I'm wearing like an oversized sweatshirt and my hair is like disheveled, I get kind of um, you know lukewarm, uh, you know sort of welcome but when i you know dress in like my yoga clothes and or just look nice and wearing lipstick um you know every i get such better service and actually i feel good too you know like yeah. i feel like a goddess showing up for work you know even though i work for myself um sure. and i don't have an office right now i there is that sense of like i'm beautiful you know and uh and i know I' talking to my husband about this, you know, and he said, "Look, a lot of these people, they don't get to see beauty all day. you know, they're working mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. the drudgery of you know the restaurant business, and sure they want they really crave to be surrounded with beauty. I that's what you're offering when you show up like that, you know,
0: love it. yeah,, so, I agree. It's like now, you know, spring is here and we're seeing all these beautiful flowers and aren't you just, like, walking down the street smiling? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's why I love spring. Yeah, it's really
0: special. So I think think that is... So, Rebecca...
1: Oh, sorry to interrupt.
0: Oh, it's okay.
1: So tell me a little bit about your daily ritual. Um, Well...
0: I I definitely um, think rituals are super important um, mm-hmm. even if they're small I think that they make a big difference so for me um, yoga uh, and meditation has been part of my life for quite a while um, I've definitely you know been more and less consistent o- over time and have changed things and tried new things but um, as of lately um, meditation and yoga have been a Daily part of my life, and so it's important for me to move my body to salute the sun to sit in, mm-hmm. in silence or you know listen to some, some guided meditation and um I feel really fortunate that my partner is is now meditating with me, so we we do a you know five to ten minute uh, meditation in the morning before he leaves for work and it's it's been really sweet oh my God, so that sounds those, amazing. Yeah, it's so good. So those are those are my rituals, of course, and my beauty rituals, my skincare, and you know, I, you know, definitely um, enjoy the kind of grooming and self care process before I leave the mm-hmm. house. If I have a meeting or if I have to be at work, um, you know, kind of taking care of myself is just part of my daily routine. So,
1: yeah, I. Remember meeting a woman, um, and at that it was a few. It was, I think, two years ago, and I was exploring being calling myself a priestess or a high priestess, and I met Mm -hmm. a woman who called herself a high priestess, (laughs) and I'm like, well, what does that mean to you? Or I I forget, or called herself a goddess or something like that, and I, I saw her putting on like really bright, glittery nail polish and she was doing it very ritualistically. You know, and she was telling me, you know, when I wake up I look at myself and I look at myself as a goddess or a priestess and I put on my lipstick very slowly and I put on you know, and she was describing this whole I love it process. And what's funny is that at that time I didn't even care about how I looked. Like I was just yeah. a spiritual seeker and you know, my hair had gotten threads in it a little bit, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just funny because I was just like, forget the material world, you know, and kind yeah. of go into my heart and find my truth and all of that. And
0: um, But I remember that really vividly, and it just things for me. That's so cool. And I love that you mentioned that, too, because um, that is often, you know, you're kind of in the spiritual world or you're in the physical world, you know. And the truth is we are spiritual beings in a physical body, right? Like if you look at Mm -hmm. your body as your temple, then Mm -hmm. wouldn't you want your temple to be beautiful? You know, wouldn't you want to take Mm -hmm. care of your temple, you know, from a spiritual and physical sense, um, you know, adorn it with, you know, the finest silks and, uh, you know, use natural products that are healthy for your body. So this is all part of sacred beauty. Wow, that almost made me cry. Wouldn't you want to see your body as
1: a temple? Aw.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure,
1: okay, <right>? so, <laughs> uh, so uh, you know, you mentioned your man, and I met him. He's a wonderful yeah. guy. I'd love to learn a little bit about how you guys met, you know, and, um, yeah, tell me about, you know, how. Yeah, first. Tell us briefly about how you guys met.
0: Sure. Uh, We met online on OkCupid, Mm -hmm. and I spotted him and sent him a message, and he wrote back. We emailed a couple times and then agreed to meet, and um, we lived in a close nearby neighborhood, so we met at a local cafe and had lunch and a long, great conversation. And that was the beginning of our romance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God, that's so great. I mean, I love that, you know, you met him on, you know, a website and you wrote to him,
0: you know. And I'm yeah, first, I made the first time, move.
1: <laughs> you made the first move. That's great. And mm-hmm. how, you know, had you already done online dating for a while? Uh,
0: I had. I was on, what I was your on the site for, oh, sorry? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then
1: I was going to say, and what was your feeling or attitude at that time about sure. online
0: dating? Um, yeah, I was, I was online um, on the website for, I don't know, maybe a year. And, you know, I wasn't, like, dating a ton of different guys, but maybe, like, a handful um, over the time, to- you know, over the year. And I was, you know, just kind of having a good time with it. I had been single for years. I don't know, maybe... Yeah, several years before um, I kind of got to that point where I was like, okay, let me try online dating, Um, kind of felt like I was meeting the same type of guy over and over again, and what I liked about doing OkCupid was just that I was meeting people from different walks of life, different areas, um, different types of people, and it kind of kept me active in the dating world, whereas I felt that... Um, before I just really wasn't meeting anyone or the guys I was meeting just weren't kind of up to um, the standard of what I was looking for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, when I actually met Deepu, I had just gotten back from a good friend's wedding in Copenhagen and it was just like a really lovely, love infused affair and mm-hmm. it was just super inspiring. And I really, I just feel like I came back from that trip with like, a sense of lightness like I was actually dating someone before I left for the trip that kind of just fizzled right before that um so I was kind of like okay that's good that didn't work out moving on starting fresh back from my trip (laughs) had a great time and shortly after that I saw Deepu and um thought wow this guy sounds really interesting he's very handsome and it was He was someone, you know, very different than the the type of guys that I had been dating. So Hmm. I gave it a try.
1: Wow, great. And when you say different from the guys that you were dating, first of all, what was different about him? And second, how did you shift your mindset or how did you become open to dating someone who's different than you
0: and what aligns you to? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Well, for one, uh, he's a medical doctor.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that was new for me. Uh, a lot of my friends are um, artists or, I don't want to say creatives because he's creative too, but, you know, work in creative fields, <laughs> I'll say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, so I was pretty much surrounded by that type of person and always considered myself and felt more comfortable around other artists and creatives because that was my life. You know, being a makeup artist for all these years and working in the fashion industry, this is kind of what I was surrounded with and thought it was just fine. Um, Also, being someone who had a holistic background and was more into alternative therapies than traditional Mm. therapies and modern medicine, I I was a little skeptical of doctors (laughs) So yeah, totally honest. So when I saw that he was a doctor, I was like, hmm, okay. But he also spoke about, you know, wanting to help people heal in in ways that were holistic. Hmm. Um, so I said, okay, there's some potential here. <laughs> he's open-minded, you know, which is important. And you know, of course, he, he's you know wrote really well and had a great profile, um, and you know, said some really things that were intriguing, so I, I thought, okay, you know, why not, you know, and um, so initially when we met, you know, there was this kind of feeling like, okay, this guy's a doctor, all right, we'll see how this goes, you know, I, I definitely was, was drawn to his profile, but I didn't know um, if our, like, beliefs or lifestyles would match up, Mm-hmm. so um And, you know, same for him, like he was dating other doctors and lawyers and other kind of highly educated professionals and Mm -hmm. um, had never even met a makeup artist before. So we were both kind of a little out of our element, um, which initially could scare people off, I think, if you meet someone that, you know, is very different from you. But at this point, I was just like way beyond that. I was like, okay, I'm open. The energy, you know, that's, I think, most important. You know, and you meet someone, you have that connection, Um, our conversation was just he was so engaged and so interested in learning about me and what I do. Um, So for me, that was uh, really great and enabled me to be more open and learn about what he does. And so we were able to share this and realize that we both really had a common mission to help people heal and to be of service. Wow. Hmm. So on the outside, it appeared that we are very different, <laughs> you know, in very different worlds. Um, mm-hmm. and people often comment on that, you know, and they meet us. Uh, but at the essence, we really want the same thing both in life, like for ourselves, and also in terms of our purpose in the world. So that really brings us together and I think keeps us together and keeps us um, you know, inspired by each other and, and our work, and we learn a lot from each other in that way. That's so cool.
1: Can you tell us about the events that you've been organizing at the hospital? Just a few words. Yes. Like, I know Deepu is like a DJ, and you help bring yeah. Reiki <laughs> professionals and makeup artists. <laughs> yeah, it's really bit.
0: cool. It's called Beauty and Wellness Day. And I started a few years back. Um, a family friend of ours was um, the director of therapeutic recreation at Kohler Goldwater Hospital, which is on Roseville Island. And it is a long-term medical facility for people who have been disabled due to accident or illness and are unable to care for themselves. So, mm-hmm. majority of people who are there are... Paraplegic, quadriplegic, some way impaired, you know, from Mm -hmm. movement. Yeah, in various stages. And some of them live there and get rehabilitated and go home, and many others live there for their entire lives. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to find a way to give back and bring beauty to people who are in need and worthy of receiving it, and uh, this was a perfect opportunity. So I began creating teams to go into the hospital and do makeup, hairstyling, nails, and energy healing. Um, and so the event has evolved over the years, and I've had different services and different people come in. I've had other friends um, come in and DJ. Deepu also DJs on the side. <laughs> so we came and did our last event, and it turned into a real dance party. Um, but it's just an amazing way to give back, and, yeah, Yeah. it's super special, so.
1: Yeah, and it's so great you guys are doing it together. That's so fabulous.
0: It is fabulous. It was really (laughs) special. Yeah, it was really special, and he was excited to be a part of it, and, you know, the type of response that he got from the people, you know, that said they hadn't danced in 20 years, you know, (laughs) and they were like (laughs) – move in on the dance floor, you know, as best they could and, you know, just having such a great time. So it's it's really rewarding on on every level. Oh, my God, that's so great. I mean, that's
1: kind of what my work is about is helping bring people together, uh, first of all, to do that inner work, that energy work, so that when you are out there dating, you have the right, you know, lightheartedness and mindset.
0: Um, and about
1: meeting a partner with whom you can do things like this together. So I I think you guys are such a great example of you know well, people who are uh, who are like really connected and then also doing something uh, service oriented in your lives together and enjoying it
0: like in a yeah. kind of way. Yeah. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Fabulous and and I think that's a very inspiring story for our single women and men listening to us. Yeah, thank you. So I'm going to you. close up with um, your, I want you to share one or two sentences about your Sacred Beauty Salon series.
0: Sure. Um, so it's the Sacred Beauty Salon series is, uh, right now it's a four-part workshop, and each part um, focuses on a different aspect. I call them the four dimensions of sacred beauty. And hmm. so... Yeah, so each one um, speaks to both inner beauty and outer beauty, so there's an element where we um, do some journaling, we meditate, we have parent shares, we have group shares, so it's an opportunity for us to have a conversation about deeper notions of beauty. Um, So we explore, you know, kind of our ideas from childhood and today, how they affect us today. So it's kind of doing a little bit of the inner beauty work. And then we have a makeup lesson, and the participants get a chance to practice the look on themselves with my guidance. So it's been really fun, and I really look forward to doing it again and expanding it in the future and hopefully creating an online program with it. Ooh,
1: sounds amazing and so unique. I love your flyers, too.
0: Oh, and thank I'm you so much. <laughs>
1: and I know that people who would attend would be just really floored, really um, really just connected to their inner and outer beauty. I think that's such a holistic approach to it. Thanks. It sounds, yeah, I've gotten some great feedback Yeah, so far. and I saw so the pictures online. They look amazing.
0: <laughs> thank you. I hope yeah. you can make it to some of them. Yeah,
1: I will. I will certainly.
0: So um, it sounds like
1: you're offering our community uh, some cool things here. Yeah. A complimentary beauty breakthrough, a 20-minute phone consultation to identify what's keeping them from looking or feeling their best and how you can help them. That's so cool. I Thanks. probably would need that. <laughs> And then you're also offering $100 off of a one-on-one makeup lesson with you, which is a two-hour hands-on workshop in which they will learn how to choose healthy, safe products that will enhance their natural beauty. And it's valued at $350. So, wow. Like, this is a lifetime. This is a key uh, class that every woman should take uh, with you, um, which will reap lifetime of reward it's so exciting thank you for offering
0: this Rebecca you're so welcome I'm excited to, to offer it and I really look forward to working with some of the women in your community I, I think that you know feeling good about yourself and being confident um, is such a huge part and such a huge big bonus in the, the world of dating and seeking your your ideal partner so I want to help these women radiate the true beauty that they have inside Great. Thank
1: you. You're welcome. Thank you for joining in our first podcast. And I'm super excited. I've been wanting to
0: interview you for a long time, and I'm glad we finally made it happen. Me too. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. And I just want to share, they can visit my website at RebeccaCasciano.com uh, for all the info and to contact me uh, through the website if they're interested in booking a consultation and or a lesson.
1: That's right. So let me just uh, read out your website. It's t a c A-S-D-I-A-N-O.com. So com. Yeah, great. Thank you so much, Rebecca. You're so welcome.
0: Okay.